all about you. See, my mic wasn't even on. And what I was thinking is that I was all prepared and set up to be able to start the episode, but my mic wasn't taken care of. What I was thinking about was I was thinking about every single thing that I needed to do as opposed to the things that the other people were going to need, which was number one, a mic. And those three words, all about you, these challenged me in so many areas. They challenged me in business. They challenged me in relationships. They challenged me in every aspect of my life. And every time that I got to a point where it was all about me, things started to crumble. When I started to look outward and start to ask, like, how do the people around me feel? Then I started to realize that that actually was my vibe, not the way that I walked in. And you can imagine this, guys. Your vibe is not the way that you feel. It's the way that people feel when you leave their presence. Well, in the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, which is Proverbs 13 today, we are going to be going through exactly about all about us, meaning that selfishness, and we're going to be talking about the trap that it lays for all of us. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about diligence, righteousness, wisdom, prudence, and trustworthiness. Because today, if it's all about you, then you'll fall into the trap of selfishness. Let's get this party started. about you. Stop being selfish. That's what I used to hear as a kid. And a lot of times I didn't know what selfish actually meant. And if you go back to yesterday's episode, you'll, we talked about the, the phrase, don't be stupid. But again, I didn't know what stupid meant. Today, I didn't understand when I heard the word selfish, don't be selfish or watch out for selfishness, the trap of selfishness. To me in my head, I was thinking, well, isn't, isn't it Am I not told in society? Am I not told by everybody around me to take care of me first and then everything else will work? Isn't it right to fill yourself up and then make sure that you can pour out to others if your cup isn't full? Then how can you pour to other people? And and so I started to dive into this today. And in Proverbs 13, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom, it's amazing because God answered that question. But the first thing that I want to tell you about is systematic success. And when we have a system put in play, the system is not emotional. See, this morning when I started the podcast, I didn't do a part of my system. And that part was to turn on my switchboard. And not turning on my switchboard caused my mic to be out. And then I had to run over and turn the mic on. 
And isn't that like so many days that we have when we get in a rush, we don't slow down, we don't have a system for what it is that we're doing, then we kind of are flying blind. And in this selfishness part, I had been flying blind in a lot of aspects of my life, and that's where we want to shed light today. And those three words, it's all about you, they bring on the trap of the selfishness. And I fall victim to it so in so many areas of my life, and especially when it comes to business, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships. When I start being selfish, things start to crumble. When I start to look to the way that other people want to feel, and it's not that I have to adapt every single thing and look at other people's opinions, it's just look at their desires. And when we fulfill their desires, most of the time, our desires will be taken care of. And when people say, well, what about me? Well, imagine this, when we have a right relationship with God, meaning that we're just spending time with him, not through ritual or religion, but just through a relationship, communing with him, communicating with him, he's going to fill us up. So we don't even have to worry about us. And we'll be able to pour out not us onto people because we're filled up, but pour out God because he filled us up. So in point number one here, it says, how can, I, uh, how can you listen if you're not spending time? That's the question God asked me in verse 1. In verse 1, it said, A wise son heeds his father's instructions, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. And so as I looked at this in the first sentence, a wise son heeds his father's instructions. How can he heed his instructions? You've got to hear him first. But how can you hear him if you don't spend any time? And what God was saying is simply, like in this, if you want to avoid the trap of selfishness, just spend time with me. Just spend time with me. I'll fill you up. In point number two, it says, what are you saying? And so in uh, verse number two and number three, it says, from the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things, but unfaithful people have an appetite for violence. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly come to ruin. So imagine this. Just ask yourself, what are you saying? What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to others? What are you saying inside of your head right now? Those three voices, four voices, five voices that you have, what are they saying to you? I had a little girl, I explained about her the other day, and she had heard all the time that she was not that great. So a lot of times she was saying that to herself. What music is running through your head? What music are you allowing into it? And what are the things that you're speaking to yourself? Point number three is, are you willing? In uh, verse number four, it says a sluggard, a sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Watch this, the desires of the diligent. Diligence means right work. Right work means that you're doing exactly what you were purposed to do. How do you know what you were purposed to do? By communing with the creator, the person who created you in the first place. And when you create, and when you do that, you commune with the person who created you, then he'll give you the right work at that right time. I used to think, oh, wow, there's just this blueprint. have to stick to the blueprint all the time. Well, sometimes God will have you pass out a, a glass of water to a person on a hot day. And there's other times where uh, God will have you deliver a message that's maybe a little bit stronger. But if you deliver the strong message when you're supposed to give the water and give the water where you're supposed to give the strong message, that can cause a challenge because you're doing a disservice to someone else. You're actually being selfish because you are looking at, oh, I just take this one pattern and I put it on everybody as opposed to looking at the person. And this is what I had done in my business. I fell in love with the system. And then I manage the people as opposed to loving the people and simply 
managing the system that was active and real, and you imagine that as a culture in an organization, that culture and organization has to adapt to the people as they grow. Let's go on to point number four. What do you stand for? In uh, verse number five, in verse number five, it says, the righteous hate what is false, but the wicked make themselves a stench. What do you, uh, what do you stand for? When I, in Proverbs, it doesn't talk about hate much, but it says the righteous hate what is false. And in uh, verse number five, when it says that, imagine this. Imagine the word kaizen. It's a Japanese word that says never walk past poor uh, uh, quality or a series of small improvements. Are you willing to detest what is wrong and what is wrong and what is right? What is right is what God has you to do on the particular time. And God's character is always congruent. So you, you will know him by his character. And when you spend time with him and he tells you to do something, guess what? It's going to be in line with his character. But it's not always going to be the exact same thing that he tells you to do. In point number five, it says, are you the same in the dark as you are in the light? And this is one that uh, is huge to me. Righteousness guards the person of integrity and the wicked overthrows the sinner. Think of integrity as just being the same in the dark as you are in the light. And then uh, point number six, uh, which one am I? In uh, verse number seven, it says, a person pretends to be rich yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor and has yet has great wealth. And the question to myself when I read that is, Lord, which one am I? In point number eight, it's strife and pride. When strife is there, then pride is going to be right there too. And it doesn't mean we don't have pride in ourselves, but it means that when we have so much pride, it generally is because we're striving so hard. In verse number 10, it says... Where there is strife, there is pride. Wisdom is found in those who take advice. Slow down. Take advice from people who are wise around you. Said that in the, uh, the point number one is, are you listening to your father? And point number eight is, are you protecting hope? And this is in verse 12. In verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sit, sick, but longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Number of... Uh, in number 19, it says, a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, and fools detest turning, uh, turning from evil. Guys, protecting hope is probably one of the greatest things that you could ever do in your entire life. When people lose hope in an organization, when people lose hope in a relationship, when people lose hope in that uh, idea, there, it's very, very hard to be able to get it back. So you protect hope at all costs. And we go back to uh, point number four and it says, what do you stand for? Are you willing to walk past poor quality or are you willing to just say, like, I'll stand in this. I'll stand for this that is right right now because I'm in communication with God. He told me to do this exact thing. And you know what? I'm going to go after that thing. How do we hear God's voice? Spend time with him. Spend time with him first in his word. Study his word. Study his character. Not through rituals or religion, but just through communing with him. Number, uh, point number nine is wisdom is always fresh and wisdom is always fresh. It comes in verse 14. And this is the first time that I ever read it like this. I've been reading it for 30 years, guys. And every single day when I read the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, it says a little something different in verse 14. It says the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. And imagine this, what he said was the fountain, the Teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, meaning that that wisdom will always be fresh. A fountain is constantly new water. It's not stale water. Point number 10 is walk slowly and see clearly. Uncle Vic, I met him in uh, 
in France and I was at a, a wedding with my buddy, Matt, and he sat down. He said, life looks different, Kelly, when uh, you're walking at four miles an hour. And I was like, whoa, this is, you know, tell me more. And he said that he walked, uh, you know, a, a lot of miles, miles and miles and miles over a couple of days. And he said the world just looked different when I was moving at a slower pace. I could see things clearer. And in verse 20, it reiterates this. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Whenever God talks about the wise, he says, walk with them. He never says run. And generally, fools have the tendency to be in a rush. For me, I need to slow down. And uh, last, uh, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the last points is discipline is great when it's invited. And see, in uh, verse number 24, I've never read it like this before either. In my, tw- in my 30 years of study in this, whoever spares the rod hates their child, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline. But what God said to me today, he said, when you invite my discipline in, son, it will actually be sweet to your soul. It doesn't have to be wrong. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to hurt, but just invite it in. When you invite discipline into, you know, a daily routine, guess what? You start to feel a little bit better. It doesn't always have to be negative. And I always thought discipline was negative until right now today in uh, February 13, 2024, when I started this study 30 years ago, and I'm just learning it now. And see, here's the cure for all selfishness um, and to make it not all about you, but to make it all about them. In verse 29, it wraps up and it says, the righteous eat to their heart's content, but the stomach of the wicked goes hungry. The righteous, how do we become righteous? We just have a right relationship with God. What's a right relationship with God? You know what it's going to be for you. It's always going to be different. It's not my relationship. The way that God deals with me, sometimes he smacks me outside the head. Uh, sometimes he calls me boy. Sometimes he snatches a knot in my tail. Sometimes he talks to me through uh, dog doo-doo. I, I was taking my dog on a walk and uh, God was like, you know, I picked up the dog doo-doo and God was like, that's how you connect with people. And I was like, what? Ha, dog doo-doo? And what God was saying is, if you're not willing to pick up the doo-doo, you won't be able to see what the person is consuming because if you uh, pick up the doo-doo, what's going to be, what they're, uh, what they're letting out is generally what they consumed. So in picking up the doo-doo behind, when you're walking behind the dog, you're connecting with that dog and you also can see its diet. I know it sounds nasty, but I tell you, God works in so many different ways. He speaks to me through hip hop. He speaks to me through walking the dog and have to pick up dog doo-doo, which I didn't like at all. But he says, son, there's a lesson in every single thing that I do, but I need you listening to me. And the only way that you can listen to me if you're present with me. So as we finish up today, Proverbs 13, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3000 year old wisdom. The cool thing is guys, we're almost done. So many people have been asking me, like, how can I do this? How can I, I add this to my routine? I'm doing this. Maybe I don't have a, a Bible that I'm reading. But what we did is created the Wisdom and the Vibe Journal, and it's coming very, very soon. It's got all the Proverbs in it, corresponding proverb, corresponding day. It's got a little uh, journal page in there that asks you a couple questions, three questions, where to hit your heart, where to hit your mind, how can you add action to it, and then it takes you through three months of that. Be on the lookout for it, guys. I want to thank every single one of you guys for listening, for sharing. Make sure that you comment, share, 
subscribe, do all the things that you know you need to do. It's the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. This is the wisdom and the vibe. My name is Kelly Cardenas, and I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul. Thank <laughs> you.